It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where a Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give you sort of the grace and space to do that. Well, good morning, and it is time for Faith and Life to connect here on Rise FM and on the podcast network at risefmohio.com. I'm Scott, here with Tom from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries, and it's time for the session. Yes. We are going to begin uh, a series I think is going to take us a couple of weeks to uh, honor Dad. That's right. Father's Day, of course, coming up here in just a bit, and we want to maybe throw out some suggestions and ideas for ways that you can honor Dad. But before we dive into all of that and uh, the author of today's study, we take a look at God's Word. Well, and Scott, out of Deuteronomy five sixteen, it says, Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God commanded you, that your days may be long and that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. There's something to be said about long-lasting life if you honor your mom and dad, and particularly today, fathers. I know my dad had a really good aim, so it would leave dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think about this whenever we do this Father's Day thing. I think back to my dad, and always uh, one of the first things I think of was the smell of pipe. Uh-huh. His dad smoked a pipe when I was young. Okay. So I always remember the smell of pipe tobacco, mm-hmm. and then I remember the tattoo. Okay. Da- dad was a Marine. Uh-huh. So he had a devil dog tattoo on his shoulder. Okay. And I always remember, Scott, don't mess with this man. <laughs> it's right. It's in your best interest. It's in the best interest of everybody concerned if I behave. That's for sure. My sister, yeah. however, did not get that email. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I think that maybe they were too much alike. Right. And maybe, I don't know. I am I am not a psychologist and I didn't play one on TV. So <laughs> uh, let's dive in, Tom, to honoring our dads. And the first thing here is who this is by, which I find interesting. Yeah. So go yeah. ahead and run through with us who did this. Well, and, and Scott, the gift of respect on Father's Day, this is written by Aaron Smalley, who would be Gary Smalley's daughter-in-law. Now, Gary Smalley passed away, I want to say somewhere around 2014, but Aaron and Greg Smalley head up the marriage department or program at Focus on the Family. So here, I thought it was interesting as I read through their article, that they go to a marriage group. Here they are leading the marriage in a very prominent ministry, and they go to a marriage group. Well, isn't that something you've always kind of recommended, is to have some people that you can cling to? Absolutely. And that puts it in good perspective, Scott. So let's dive into what Aaron has to say here. And the first thing is that honoring dad is an intentional act of respect. And Scott, that is so important. Being intentional about respect is 
to focus on ways a wife can respect her husband. And so it's being intentional about it. We've talked in the past, one of the tools I teach at Heritage is the horizontal expectation where you have an expectation of your spouse. But if your spouse is thinking, you want me to what? And he or she doesn't, it distances the relationship. In a large way, it's very possible that horizontal expectations are capable of distancing a relationship. But when we talk about vertical relationships with God in heaven, and I I call on him or each marriage partner calls on our God for how can I be the best marriage partner I can be, now we have two givers in the relationship and they're actually going to grow closer. Well, so when we talk about intentional respect, we're talking about the potential here that we can end up asking God to help me, show me, be intentional about finding ways, not just reacting to a situation when I should have, but I didn't. But when I am focused on God, help me respect my husband, I'm growing closer to my husband. I'm going to feel better. And I'm going to also go closer to God. That's why we call it intentional. She focuses on how can I be? Can the same thing be said of the kids? An intentional level of respect where where the kids can ask God, make me the best child I can be, the best kid for my dad. Yes. And where and it can be reversed right back around where dad say, help me be the best dad I can for my kids. That works on both fronts. And it's really a good thing that particularly when we incorporate the fruit of the Spirit as an example, are we sowing into relationships the fruit of the Spirit? Dads can have lots of expectations of their children, but they're going to be more motivated by the relationship they have with dad than anything. So we're talking about uh, the gift of respect for Father's Day. I mean, after all, it is June. We're getting ready to celebrate Father's Day. Now, this next thing that we're going to talk about after intentional respect in this article from Aaron Smalley is practical respect. So we've taken intentional steps. Now we're going to get practical and rubber meets the road about this. Yeah, and this is really wonderful, Scott. The Oxford Dictionary defines respect as a feeling of deep admiration for someone or something elicited by their abilities, qualities, or achievement. Now, we're not suggesting conditional approval here, but when we acknowledge something that they've done and we show affirmation for an ability or a quality or achievement, it's a form of... Celebration of success. Yes. Hey, hey, we did it. Been a while since we've done that. Yes. What were, boy, oh boy. Yeah. How it feels then is motivating to do more. When we celebrate their ability or we acknowledge it, their qualities or their achievements, their husband is going to feel good. And remember, men, husbands are more capable of retreating into their their man cave than they are going to verbally talk about it. So they may think things that they don't necessarily say. Now they're going to be thinking things that are really positive rather than you want me to what? <laughs> For me, that's sitting on the back patio. I got a chance to do that the other night after cutting the lawn. Of course, I'm all lathered and sweaty, so I don't want to go in and sit on the couch. Uh-huh. And just sitting on the back patio, the sun is on the other side of the house, so it's nice and shady and cool. Yeah. And I can just sit and enjoy the backyard. Okay. And that's my, the girls are all inside doing whatever they're doing, and I'm just 
Hey, have peace out here. I'm just hanging and chilling. I think I'll bring my sleeping bag <laughs> out. <laughs> well, too many mosquitoes for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's when I know it's time to get up and leave when mosquitoes yeah. start finding me. Yeah, that's for sure. All right. So the next thing is kind of piggybacks on the Oxford Dictionary definition of respect, and that's to keep a list of character qualities, abilities, and achievement that you can you know flash on dad every once in a while. Well, and I thought this was really unique and special. Now, probably more. Um, Left-brained women or wives are, would make the list. That's something very characteristic of them. But it's still a really good thing. And if a right-brained individual, a wife, made the list of things, then it would help them be able to focus on something and be able to acknowledge it. When you look at that list, then, what's amazing is a simple little text that maybe takes 20 seconds when you're at work or she's at work and you and you send it, well, wow, what an impact that has. Well, the list I thought was really good. Not only is it does it facilitate communication, it also helps you remember. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, while you were saying that, it just struck me the note on the mirror. Right. You know, I'm the first one in in the morning, so it'd be very easy for me to just leave a note in the mirror. Uh huh. You know, Sherry rocks because she's. Fill in the thing there. It's right. You know, they, they just another way to approach it. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, for for uh, Kathy and I, daily I send her the the next devotional that I have written so she can make it make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Take it out of Tommy's and put <laughs> it into people's. That's right. <laughs> Other people call him an editor. <laughs> <laughs> and so in that that text, then I also will put some little note with it and also at work then have this simple the simple emojis that we have basically over time used and boom we send it it takes like 15 seconds and she knows and i know when she sends them what she's thinking and praise lord it's really wonderful and it's just nice he's thinking about me right she's thinking about me yeah that's nice absolutely so the next one on Aaron's list here is every day be on the lookout for one thing your husband's be- in your husband's behavior for which you can praise him. Wow. Going back to that celebration of success again. Yes. Yeah. But think about your mindset when you do that. You're not looking for evidence to suggest this is a no good, horrible day we're having <laughs> because I didn't get my usual parking spot at work. It's a horrible day. <laughs> no. It puts you in a mindset that you're looking and how encouraging and motivating it is. That's good stuff. Now, if you look for, and this kind of is a corollary of it, if you look for praiseworthy behavior, you'll find it. It's kind of where we just were. Yeah. That When your mindset is looking for it, we're to give thanks in all things and an attitude of gratitude. Where have I heard that before? <laughs> And so then we acknowledge it, it can snowball. It becomes greater. It's part of what Dr. Emerson Egridge in Love and Respect teaches, that if we sow respect, husband's natural reaction to the respect inside, they are more motivated to cherish, love, sow importance and value into their wives. So Dr. Eckerich, one would say, well, 
their wife's reaction is they're more motivated to find that list or to look in his behavior to find something to respect and say it. So then Dr. Egrich calls it the energizing cycle because it feeds off of each other. Right. Well, the neat thing is it draws you closer together. And if it's not happening over a period of time, he says, you'll end up having the crazy cycle. And the more the crazy cycle kicks in, the more you could likely have, and this is important, the closed spirit where your mind, your will, and your emotions shut down. Gary Smalley authored that back in the mid-80s. And it's so true. And so if that goes on long enough, your marriage will suffer and you definitely want to get help. That's the point. And that's down the end of the show. We'll talk about how you can get a hold of Tom, you know, if you'd like to start a conversation about that, too, if that's already started for Mm -hmm. you. Um, Now, you have a note next to this one. This is huge. It is. (laughs) I hope I remember why. (laughs) (laughs) This is George. Offer Uh your husband words of encouragement and affirmation, maybe even at the dinner table in front of the kids. No, say it ain't so. (laughs) Something positive at the dinner table that does not involve the throwing of food? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) How powerful this is because what's happening is, remember, they learn from what they see and what they hear. Our children learn from what they see and hear. So, for one, the children are seeing how a wife treats a husband. So, if you have a daughter, your daughter is going to be seeing that. And... If your son sees it, then he realizes, well, what dad's doing is the right thing. And so he's motivated to do that. It also works the other way, too. When we celebrate success Uh (laughs) of our wives in front of the children, they see that, too. They also have an understanding of what the marriage is like. So only, I think, good things can come of that. And then you turn that around and you find ways to celebrate the kids at the dinner table. Yes. And then watch what happens. For sure. The mashed potatoes will actually stay on the plate and not become (laughs) wallpaper. (laughs) Some of them don't have as good a aim as others. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh, yes. So positive, though, that celebrating the success, and historically we did that, and I've shared countless times, Growing up, our dinner table was more so a battlefield than it was any kind of celebration. Mm-hmm. At the best, it was a lecture waiting to happen. I usually got the lecture. <laughs> you got the lecture. So this next point that Aaron makes here in the gift of respect on Father's Day is always talk positively about your husband. All right, now I'm going to meddle a little bit. Oh, uh, meddle. Okay. I got to go. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Time for me. Look at the time. <laughs> so what happens when, let's say, things aren't going so well with dad? Yeah, Dad comes home, he's had a bad day, and he's grumpy, and now you're expecting the, the dutiful wife to sit back and go, oh, honey, you're so wonderful. What? Are, how do we pull that off? Well, you know, we don't want the all or nothing thinking here, but what we probably do want to do is say it in a respectful way. It's not like, oh, your dad's off to doing it again. You know, he's about to explode, head for the hills. Uh-huh. No, but respectfully saying, it appears as though dad's had a pretty tough day or something respectful so that it does not become an explosion. Doing the right thing oftentimes 
doesn't always mean we feel the right thing. It's possible to do the right thing because it's the right thing, even though we may not feel it. Uh-oh. That's very profound. <laughs> that's that's very profound, Thomas. Well, thanks. <laughs> All right, next. When you blow it by speaking to your husband in dishonoring ways, simply clean it up. Yes. Clean up your mess. Say something along those lines. And if you do it in front of the children, again, you're modeling what you want them to have someday. How are they supposed to know it if they don't see it at that age? See, now here's what I'm I'm seeing. It's almost like we're trying to create this utopia of marriage when there is no such thing as a perfect marriage. Right. And that's what I'm seeing is important here is that the kids need to see that occasionally the marriage is a little rough. Right. Dads have bad days. Moms have bad days. That's right. The dog has bad days. That's true. And kicking the dog down the street does not help. For sure. The cat, yeah. maybe, but not the dog. <laughs> what? Did I say? I'm sorry. <laughs> no comment. No, we, have, we have dog people in the studio today. That's all I'll say. Uh, but how, do, do we run the risk, Tom, of, uh, of trying to be so positive that we almost create a sugar coating on everything? Well, yeah. Some people would say, I wish I had seen my parents argue more. Or, you know, have their disagreements. Because now they get into their marriage and all of a sudden they have an argument or disagreement and they, they think, what's the matter with my marriage? Mom and dad never argued. That must mean we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. And essentially, it's a fallen and damaged world for all of us. We're all going to goof up. But isn't that what grace is about? Isn't that what mercy is about? So we extend grace and mercy in our marriages because we've received it. We've received it on high because we have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We've received the grace of God and we're getting less, which God has mercy on us, than we deserve. If we embrace that, then we're able to extend it or sow it into relationships that should be seen. And to have difficult seasons in marriage and the children see it is, is a pretty normal thing. It's healthy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Now, let's kind of take this one more direction, Tom. Let's yeah. say, um, now like my dad's been gone two years. Yeah. And that's coming up in August. Right. And my mom and dad's anniversary just happened last week. Mm-hmm. So how can we honor dad even when he's gone? And that's true. There are there are a number of things. One is an example over Memorial Day weekend. My wife went and put flowers on her dad's grave in honoring of him. And so others would include sometimes important dinners, like maybe Thanksgiving dinner, setting him a place at the table and honoring him that way maybe telling at the dinner table favorite dad stories. Oh, uh, boy, there are those. Yeah, there are. Oh. Now, I, I, have seen, I have seen daughters especially do this at their weddings if dad oh. is already gone. They'll have a place for him and actually maybe a picture or a flower on the, on the chair so that they're honoring him like he's there. What a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. So it's things like that where we 
we think about him and remember him, how does that look in terms of the anniversary and things like that? Well, maybe that's a special night of remembrance when you think about or go through the wedding album or you you do something that helps you grieve the loss. Go through the photo album, look Mm -hmm. at the pictures on your phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. I know we went out, had some friends, actually bought me a tree. Okay. For dad. And I named the tree Norm. Okay. Norm is in the front yard. (laughs) And he is finally, I think he's finally settled in. Right growing and you know i'm seeing some limb growth and that kind of thing he still doesn't like it when it's cold <laughs> he, he just kind of looks at the front door like really you're leaving me out here for this <laughs> oh dear <laughs> oh, no. but um you know it, that's one thing my friends helped me do to honor dad and we're going to do that with another one of the cabin boys his dad just passed away so we're going to get him a tree and believe it or not as you mentioned that the city the village of lexington because my father-in-law was on city council, got him a tree, and it's planted in the yard by the retirement center down by the bike trail. Oh. Yeah, and that's the idea. It's along the same lines of, in our first house, we went to one of our friends who lived in the woods and cut up, dug up this little maple tree, planted it in the front yard. Well, today you should see that. Now, all these hundreds of years later, it's a thriving maple tree. Yeah. And that's just a joy to really watch, too. Yeah. And it's the neat part of it is it's symbolic. It has grown. So have our lives grown. So has our marriage grown. So has our family has grown. Just over the weekend, this past weekend, Kathy and I were talking about our youngest child, is about to be 38 years old. Yeah, I know, right? Right. Yeah, mine, mine's going to be turning 36, and I'm like, what? what? Right. And her next older brother will turn 40 in July, and the oldest this fall will be 43. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. I remember changing your diapers. Oh, that's stop right. it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think I was in junior high. I think <laughs> Uh huh. So as we finish up today, Tom, and we know that relationships with dads for some can be difficult. They have been difficult. Right. Um, I don't know if you may that know that, that any better than you do. Right. Yeah. And sitting down sometimes to unpack baggage and to be able to honor dad might take sitting down with a, a Christian counselor just to start a conversation toward healing. Right. How can they get a hold of you to start a conversation? Well, I can be reached at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com. Now, we have something for you, too. When you go to the podcast network at risefmohio.com, Tom and I did a bonus episode of the session, and uh, it was about the shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Mm-hmm. and helping your kids process that grief and process mm-hmm. that information. And maybe your kids are asking questions this summer about that still. Right. You know, a couple of weeks here past it. Uh, we've got a bonus episode there for you, and just look for a bonus episode. That's why what I titled it. Okay. And don't be surprised if another bonus episode just kind of pops up somewhere along the mm-hmm. way. Tom and I have been in talks Yes. About a couple of things. So, you know, just kind of check back there every now and again. <laughs> yeah. Tom, right. thanks. Uh, yes. Thanks. And uh, until next week. Yes. All right. Thanks for listening to the session.